What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels podcast, the podcast that would have had a much better showing, except that the Nerdpocalypse puts out a much more polished product. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. It's not that much more polished. <laughs> and Carrie. What's up? Uh, that We don't have it in the news, but uh, that excuse of from Battlefield 2042 of, uh, you know, oh, like we would have done better if not for Halo Infinite. If not for this, we 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 would have done better if not for this like objectively better game. Yeah, that tick, tickled, tickled me. Uh, of course, no no self reflection from EA on why Halo Infinite came out in such a finely polished state. Uh, as I said to Carrie before we start recording, much like a uh, typical Republican, they want all of the benefits of the 1950s American economy without actually analyzing what it took to to get it there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so if you want to delay Battlefield 2042 for another year, I'm sure it might have come, na- come out. No, Republicans don't state. really want to go back to the economy. They just want to go back to a time where black people and women didn't have rights. It's also true. That's 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 really yep. what they're it's really what they're angling at with that one. Uh, but this isn't a politics show, uh, <laughs> though. We will talk again about Russia and there's no politics in video games. Well, the, I mean. But it turns out there is. Yeah, it turns out there's a lot. We could talk about it up front. We talked about Sims 4 uh, DLC not releasing in Russia last week. Well, EA reversed course because a lot of folks in Russia, especially a lot of folks in the LGBTQ community in Russia, um, got upset with them that they weren't going to release it. So they said, you know what? We are going to release it then in Russia, uh, and we're not going to change any of the content. It's going to be the same content that it was. So I guess the best of both worlds there. I get what they were going for. You're, it's not like you're going to change. It's not like EA is going to change the Russian government's mind, though, just by no. not releasing a Sims 4 expansion. <laughs> yeah. Plus, Plus, this is probably this is probably like the people of Russia's like only opportunity to see people of color like at all. It's <laughs> probably true. <laughs> like, so wait, they get married. I mean, they, they, they've got a little bit more going on over there right now this week. Uh, more on that, more on that on the other show, uh, that you can there's get on this stuff. network. Yeah. I guess there's a scuffle happening over a, 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 a brouhaha. In, some, some might say some tomfoolery occurring yeah. over in Ukraine right now. Bit of a Donnybrook <laughs> happening over in, in Ukraine, potentially. Um, Carrie, you talked yes. the last time you were on about Pokemon Legends Arceus, which Nintendo yeah. pronounces as Pokemon Legends Arceus. So, well, what kind of a Pokemon them. fan are you actually? Uh, I'm one with many tattoos. So <laughs> I consider myself the authority in my life. Um, yeah, so I, I finished basically like the main storyline, and I've gotten into most of the post game storyline in uh, Pokemon Legends. And uh, yeah, that game is really good. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a game that I would strongly recommend to anyone who might be like a bit of a lapsed Pokemon fan, bit of a Pokemon fan who sort of stopped playing because they got tired of the same formula. Um, the the gameplay loop is just really satisfying. Um, like again, does the game look spectacular? No, it looks like Pokemon. Um, so it's fine. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited for, um, this, this next step. Um, some of the bosses in that game are just really 
bullshit because there's a lot of dodging involved you gotta fucking like dark souls roll your way through some of those boss fights in a way that i found very challenging and i cannot imagine like a 10 year old trying to play this game (laughs) okay i have Um, a question because you said that i don't mean to derail you but you have to dodge in a poke like uh, when you when you enter battle Mm -hmm. are you the trainer or are you the pokemon So you are the trainer, but like, because everything can be seen, it's not like a random battle system or anything like that. Like things aggro on you and they will attack you, the trainer. They will attack you as something that is coming into their environment and their territory. So you have the choice as the trainer to either put your Pokemon into battle against them or like run the fuck away from this like powerful creature that is attacking you so there are boss battles there's a there's five main boss battles um over the course of the story and then there's stuff at the end of the game um and you're literally having to like dodge attacks from god of course this is until it wears itself out (laughs) enough that you can like throw a pokemon into battle against it um, yeah, <laughs> right. but it's not like trainers. It's not like the traditional like I'm a trainer, you're a trainer. Let's let's sick our dogs on each other. And then- no, no, like okay. the the wild Pokemon are attacking you as if they are wild animals, and oh, you okay. are a person in the wilderness. So an yeah. innocent person minding their own business. And then a dog comes up, jumps over a fence, knocks you down and bites you in the head as a child. Got it. That it seems very personal for you. Micah. <laughs> oddly, oddly specific. No, they, they really just wanted to ratchet up the, the big game hunter feel of the Pokemon series. We weren't getting enough of that in the, uh, we weren't getting enough of that. In the previous mainline entries. And so they said, you know, surely we want, we want you to go on, you know, an adventure, some might even say like a safari of some uh. kind to go out to the Pokemon <laughs> in the wilderness and to subdue them before capturing them uh, so that you can then, you know, do battle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying this just because you made the big game hunter analogy, but I kind of want to play this game. Um, <laughs> wait, just, just, just wait for the Pokemon company uh, Cabela's crossover that's sure to come man, with the success of this franchise. <laughs> So we get like a Pokemon rifle that shoots like rare that shoots like candy at the Pokemons <laughs> to distract them so that you can ca- throw throw a Pokeball at them. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so in in any case, yeah. So some of the some of the boss fights in that game I thought were um pretty pretty challenging. Um but yeah, it's it's super good. And if this is sort of the direction they're going to be taking the franchise in the future, I am all for it. Very exciting. Um, there's a lot of news this week. There's a lot of stuff we're not talking about this week. I'm proud to say uh, that we don't have a single uh, NFT story on the docket this week, even though there was some because uh, Platinum Games just you know oh. dro- dropping truth bombs all over the place. No, no, there it, it's a good NFT story. So of course we're not covering it because we don't want to cover the good. <laughs> we don't want to cover the stuff that's good. It's just we only want to do doom and gloom. Um, it's a pretty big release week. So, like, we're in the middle of, like, February release apocalypse. Uh, Destiny 2, the Witch Queen expansion, uh, came out today. Everyone who plays Destiny is, like, super excited about it. Makes me really kind of miss 
play in Destiny, but that's not something I need to fall back into anytime soon. But uh, the campaign looks pretty sick for this. And so uh, I look forward to reading like campaign spoilers because the, what they're doing with the story right now is pretty cool. I'm and scared yeah. to go back to Destiny. That's how far gone I am. Well, I mean, that's the thing is that I just don't have the time to sink into it like that anymore. And people are like, oh, like, you could just, you know, play the campaign. I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to do that, though. Like, it's not worth paying $40 for, like, the campaigns are good, but they're very short. Like, yeah. you're not getting a $40 experience. It really is worth it, only if you're going to really partake in all of the content. Um, and, Micah, the uh, Tangled Shore is gone as a location now. And the Forsaken campaign has been thrown in the Disney vault now. Oh, wow. So. Huh. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's how long ago. It's yeah. <laughs> so, which is kind of wild. Um, Monarch comes out on PlayStation and Switch and PC. Uh, Soul Cresta comes to PlayStation, Switch, and PC. Edge of Eternity comes to Nintendo Switch. Uh, the controversial Martha is Dead comes to Xbox and PC and sort of on PlayStation, apparently. Uh, yeah. Never Alone comes to Nintendo Switch. Uh, Atelier Sophie 2, The Alchemist of the Mysterious Dream comes to PlayStation, Switch, and PC. Uh, Grid Legends comes to PlayStation uh, Xbox and PC, kind of curious to see the reception that that one gets. Uh, and then a little game called Elden Ring uh, coming out on PlayStation, Xbox, PC. I'll have impressions next week when we record. Um, very curious, because like I said, this will be my first true Souls experience. The The most that I've done is I played the first level of Dark Souls 1. Or not even the first level, but just like I got past the first boss of Dark Souls 1 without dying. And I said, that's enough for me. Going to go out on top. And I've not <laughs> touched a Souls-like game since. But I'm diving in with this one because it looks pretty cool. Good luck with all of that. <laughs> um, actually, I heard those games aren't like difficult, difficult. A lot of it is just like old school pattern recognition and mm -hmm. You know, once you once you get it, then you get it. Have Have you made um, any additional progress in Sifu since we last spoke? I made it to the second form of the second boss. <laughs> so not much further is what you're saying. And uh, no, actually, quite further because I was <laughs> I was like I once I once I kind of got the rhythm. I I was doing a lot of farming, right? Because mm -hmm. you know those those dicks don't punch themselves, right? Like you <laughs> You gotta, you gotta grind to get that stuff. So I was doing a lot of farming and then I was like, all right, let's see how far I can get. And I made it to, um, I made it to like a mini boss. Like there's like the thing with that game is you don't have to fight everyone. Mm -hmm. And that's what I realized is that there are certain people who will only attack you if you attack them first. And, and that is a tremendous help. Um, I think I got to the youngest age I can beat the first boss at is like 22. Uh, you start at age 20. Um, and I made it to the second boss who was a real fucking pain in the ass, man. Like he's this, he's this asshole dude who has like a, like a bow staff who is, and it's fire all around you and shit. And he's a real prick. And, um, and I, I, I can, I can get to the second form. Like, apparently, each boss has two forms, right? I can get to the second form, but by the time I get to the second form, I can get to, I can get to the first form at like thirty-five, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then by the time I get to the second form, I'm 69. <laughs> so it's like, well, fuck. Like if I do beat it, then I have to start the next level at this really, really like late age, uh, which doesn't help you. So you have to replay that second level over and over again until you could beat it at a younger age. I don't know how people like Amir do it. Um, you got a platinum in that thing because of course he did. But um, <laughs> I'm plugging along. I'm plugging along. I, I still enjoy it, but I'm plugging along. Very cool. Um, before we get into ad reads, because this, this will be a short conversation. Uh, I was right. To be fair, it was not a hard guess to make. Um, Street Fighter Six. Oh yeah, was teased, and Ryu is very, very wide. In uh, he, in this, he in is very wide, very wide in this trailer. Um, I'm excited. Like I said, we have we have absolutely nothing in terms of like news on this because it literally was a 30 second teaser that just showed Ryu squaring. We up can we with- can all agree that the logo is fucking stupid. I, you know what? I didn't mind the logo so much until I saw people talking about the logo. So, like, obviously, they bought, like, an $80, like, uh, Adobe, like, template <laughs> thing that they used for the logo. And then I saw someone on Twitter. I think it was Brian Altano that was, like, the Street Fighter 6 logo looks like the Street Fighter app has six unread notifications. Is, 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 how, <laughs> is how it was described. <laughs> yeah. That's God damn it. So. Now that's it. That's all I'm going to see now. That's all I'm going to see. So, uh, God damn it. But I, I, but I don't mind. I don't mind the fact that it's a radically different logo than they've used thus far in the series, which could suggest, you know, a bit of thematic, you know, changes and stuff like that. So um, I'm excited that it's happening uh, and I'm looking forward to them launching in a much better uh, state than uh, Street Fighter Five did with the lessons learned since the last one. Uh, let's let's hope so. Um, so the things that we can wild speculation, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't. Uh, apparently, this is in engine. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm I'm very happy with that. Um, I if. So originally Street Fighter V was supposed to have a more realistic look, like mm-hmm. in terms of like skin tone and not like a not like a like a like a cartoon filter on it. Um and uh I guess I I guess that's where they're going with this. Mm-hmm. Um but they're still keeping like the cartoonish proportions because like hot Ryu is literally like the size of a building, um, <laughs> like like <laughs> like Jesus. Well, I Christ, mean, look dude. when you when you get older, like like you know, I I point to the ultimate example of like you know Hulk Hogan when when he was the Hulkster in WWF, like he was a you know pretty svelte but very muscular, like like he looked lean even though his his pythons were bulging, and then he gets to WCW. And he's got like he's got like the the abs, but with the with the with the gut, like 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 he's got like the defined gut, and that's kind of like what I'm thinking here with Ryu is that he's getting a little older, so he's a little bit thicker, he's got a little bit more beef on him, but he's still strong, like he's still cut. Yeah, yeah, he's still juicing. Um, <laughs> and, and and if look the the best thing that can happen for me is that this is a demonstration of what a of what a 
the pre-fight banter would look like in Street Fighter Six, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah, this person comes up and says, you know, ain't no stopping me now, or whatever, right? And then the other person comes up and is like, you're not man enough to fight with me. Go home and be a family man, right? And then they square off, right? But uh, I, I would, I would enjoy that very, very much. Um, I think that this is going to be. So they said that Luke is going to be the face of the franchise. Yeah, we've the seen, next we've, street fight. We've seen that before. So Yeah. So <laughs> I'm thinking they might try to do what they did with Street Fighter 3, the first iteration. Well, maybe not as drastic, because the first iteration of Street Fighter 3 had all new characters, and people were like, What the fuck is this? Where is Ken? Where is Ryu? Uh, and then they were like, okay, let's put Ken and Ryu and keep nothing but new characters. And then people were like, what the fuck is this? Where is Chun-Li? And they were like, all right, well, we got to have Chun-Li. Uh, she's the first lady of fighting games. We got to put her in and we'll put Akuma in. But that's it, guys. We want to put new characters in. And and so I'm thinking um, that there's going to be like this old characters versus new characters like like the past is dead, kill it if you have to, right? And I'm thinking you're gonna get at least half mm-hmm. all new, not all new, but half younger characters and then half like legacy characters. And the younger characters, I mean like Yun and Yang, I'm counting them as like young people and and you know, the Luke's of the world, maybe a Makoto, but then that's it. Like the rest of the new cast is gonna be like brand new. Mm-hmm. Because you gotta you gotta evolve, you gotta throw in new characters, you gotta make new classics. You know what I mean? I'm gonna be curious to see if they stick with the typical Street Fighter formula of only having like 16 characters in on the initial release. I, for some reason, I feel like it might be more just because they have such this established, you know, gigantic roster at this point. Yeah, I mean, you got like King of Fighters coming in at 39 characters, and people were like, "Ooh, that's too low." The other one had more than that. You know, and it's like, I mean, I get it. But at the same time, like, how many do you need at launch anyway? How many do you need at launch? Most people, most people main master one, have an alt and maybe a third. I feel like 24 is a good number to have at launch. That's a fine number. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Especially considering that a lot of the characters in Street Fighter are typically similarly styled. But you know, or just, right. just have some different, just different aspects to them. So I feel yeah, like you don't want a bunch of, you don't want a bunch of clones, man. You don't want a bunch of clones. Also, but. bearing the lead, um, the big news from that Capcom event, uh, Super Puzzle Fighter Two Turbo coming to the Nintendo Switch <laughs> in that Capcom fighting game collection, which is <laughs> <laughs> <is> very exciting. <laughs> I like a puzzle fighter. I'm gonna play. I'm, the sh- I'm gonna buy the shit out of the game. I, look, what fucking four dog stalker, four dark stalkers. Gem fighter, puzzle fighter, and then four fighting games that I've not ever heard about. Like, yes, I'm going to absolutely check that shit out. Or sorry, I also forgot about Hyper Street Fighter 2 Turbo. So, which which is also a, a good addition as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy this. Um, you know, Capcom is always like, I remember going to Comic-Con the year that Street Fighter 4, um, their first DLC, or the, the first... Um, reiteration of street fighter four was about to come out and and ono was like hey do you guys like dark stalkers and people were like yeah he was like all right 
I'm going to, I'm going to record you guys. And I'm going to say, do you like dog stalkers? And I'm going to need everybody to hold a dollar up to say that you will buy dog stalkers <laughs> if we make it, because that's the only read. That's the only way we're going to get them to make another dog stalkers. And apparently we didn't hold enough dollars up. Wasn't um, enough. But if you if you want a dark stalkers, you're going to have to buy shit like this. Not shit, but like you're going to have to buy stuff like this. And even then. Not likely. Yeah. <laughs> not bloody likely. Not likely. If you want to see another, it's, if you want to see another, it's about as likely stalkers, as another rival schools at this point. You're never getting another rival schools. Get the fuck out of here. You're that's never what I mean. That's schools. that's what I fucking mean, Michael. Yeah. And <laughs> that would that that would be that would be as unlikely as seeing another Golden Sun iteration coming up. No. <laughs> you don't got to look. Be the only way it. you're. <laughs> <laughs> the only way you're getting like a dark stalkers, the only way you're getting a rival schools is honestly if Street Fighter Six does gangbusters. Because in the nineties, Street Fighter was such a phenomenon that Capcom was really just playing with house money. So they could just make any old fucking fighting game, whatever, right? Like who cares how much it's <laughs> sold? As evidenced by the twelve different editions of Street Fighter Two. Right. <laughs> right. We need another we need a oh oh shit. Uh this this uh this rival schools thing ain't hitting the way we thought it would. Let's add a hyper to Street Fighter Two and then just recoup all our money again. So so yeah if you want all this new stuff you gotta make you gotta make fighting games popular like they were in the nineties. There we go. That that's our Street Fighter Two conversation. Or Street Fighter Six conversation, rather. <laughs> if uh, if you would like to continue this conversation, go to dunspistols.com slash fans and get invited to our Discord. When you do, you'll be uh, you'll be invited, and you can come in. You can you can throw up messages in the post office. You can talk about uh, one racing. Uh, you could talk about uh, <laughs> you could talk about. Um, uh, wrestling. You can talk about a lot of stuff. You can talk a lot of, about a lot of stuff. Go to densepixels.com slash fans. Go to uh, youtube.com slash densepixels and subscribe. Um, when you do, it really helps us out. Smash that like button. Click that subscribe button. Click the bell. Uh, all that good stuff that all the professional YouTubers say. Um, subscribe to all of our podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, including the Nerdpocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions, and the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Uh, I was trying to get uh, JNTR to record, but um, apparently they 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 are they are incredibly busy. Uh, so I will I will try once again uh, to get them to record a new episode of Black on Black Cinema. Um, and I am I'm going to try and get Jay to finally, finally, I've been I've been ready to talk about the invitations uh, on the airing of grievances. But, uh, you know, Jay is just unprofessional. But but I will get him to do it uh, tomorrow so that you can pay five dollars a month or fifty dollars a year to hear all about it. Uh, I guarantee you we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about uh, our weddings, uh, not to each other uh, and not <laughs> to multiple women, uh, but respectively. And uh, it, a, a good time will be had by all. Uh, you know what else is a good time? No time to bleed. The men with the golden tongues, upstage conversations and a full episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast at densepixels.com slash premium. 
Uh, Final Fantasy 14 was in the news. Apparently, um, yeah. they, they gave what is it like the 11 year, like, like a lot happened. And then, and yeah. then, and then what's, what's happening going forward? And then, like, a fucking 10 year look forward. Um, yeah. Uh, the letter t- from the producer live part 68 happened on February 19th. Uh, we got, uh, a, a brief look back from the first 11 years of FF14. Uh, and a a look into the future. Um, just just a quick rundown. First, Yoshi P. Um, Naoki Yoshida um, basically said that the only way he's leaving Final Fantasy fourteen is if he fucking dies. <laughs> on so a, on, a, on a gurney. Yeah, <laughs> over, that, over like they're gonna body. have to carry him out of the server rooms on a gurney. Like they're gonna try and fire his ass, and he's gonna stick around. Um, yeah. Um, uh, the, the besides sort of like the content updates that's coming with you know six point one, six point two, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the biggest thing was the graphical upgrade that they're p- planning on rolling out um, by the time the next expansion, um, by the time seven point comes out. Um, what was so funny is that they like they showed this like really high def. Um, character model with like you know realistic looking skin and light scattering and whatnot and then they put like a big x over it and we're like we're not doing this (laughs) 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 it's the funniest fucking thing i've ever seen as part of like an active game promotion is like hey you see this shit we're not doing this um (laughs) so they're trying to temper everyone's expectations they showed they they went and then they showed what sort of like the the step that they are taking is and it is in all aspects a graphical upgrade is it going to look like uh you know is it going to look like a ps5 game fucking no it isn't um you know the, the thing about mmos is that you know they're never going to look super high def graphics wise because you have to focus on performance for the gameplay itself otherwise computers are just going to start going up in flames around the world it's just you you really you really gotta sort of take that trade-off as far as graphics are concerned um but they did show several several examples of what we can expect the graphical upgrade to look like by the time 7.0 rolls around um yeah, it you know it looks good. We're we're getting we're getting new shaders. We're getting new textures. Like it's not just the character models that are being upgraded, but all of the environments, all of the lighting and whatnot. Um, I for one will continue to mourn the low poly grapes from the rollout of Endwalker. <laughs> I also, was fine. Also with, I was say, fine with my low poly good. grapes. Also, they're making some improvements to the solo play as well, which is pretty. Yeah, cool. that's the other big thing is so Shadowbringers introduced what's called the trust system, which allows you to go into dungeons with a party of NPC characters and basically play them as solo missions. Um, they are starting with 6.1. They will be adding trust system compatibility to all of the earlier dungeons so they will be starting with a realm reborn and then you know 6.2 will add f- stuff from heaven's word and so on and so forth 
Um, so that's really cool. Um, Yoshi P specifically said during this presentation that he talks to a lot of people who are like, yeah, I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan and I played every single Final Fantasy except 11 and 14 because I don't want to play a multiplayer game. Um, and that's fine. A lot of people are like that. And um, that being said, you know, the fact that they're trying to make the game more accessible to people who really don't want that sort of social interaction in their video game. Um, it's nice because it means that they will be able to go in and still play through the story um, and still get the FF14 experience or at least part of it um, as uh, as a single person. Um, but other than that, you know, they're they're revamping some stuff. They're giving certain character races new hairstyles. They're adding new housing options to Ishgard. Um, they're adding the Island Sanctuary, which is a place where you can play with like minion characters and stuff like that. Um, gold saucer updates. Um, they're planning on doing one major patch every four months, which seems reasonable. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, the, and of course, you know, Yoshi P was like, it used to be one, one major patch every three and a half months. And now it's going to be one major patch every four months. We're really sorry about this. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like an extra two weeks and it gives you guys the time to like he's fine tune all he's, of the patches. He seems like the only person in the video game industry that's capable of understanding the, the edict of under promise over deliver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like they spent like another, like basically another two fucking hours, like talking about um, like, more questions from the community and whatnot so that's fine if you're very concerned about that um they post all of this stuff online so you can watch it whenever um and um i guess the other big thing is like um the uh the free trial resumes today actually um so Come play the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV with a free trial allowing you to play up to level 60, including the award-winning Heavensward expansion. I don't know the full copy pasta off the top of my head. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, like FF14 is a massive success. They're going to keep supporting it, and I'm going to keep playing it. Um, so I, I can't remember. Is the free trial truly free, or do you have to buy a copy of the game, and it's a free trial? It is truly free. It is It is it completely is free. truly free, yes. Hmm. It's a good thing I don't have time to fuck around. <laughs> What's the level cap at now? 60. Or the, level, the overall level cap is 90. Okay. I was like... 60 was but like it's only but it's only when one, I was it's only one class that you get to upgrade to 60 right with the trial I don't know all of the details that might okay. be true yeah but, but say, I can't I can't imagine they let you upgrade or like level every class to 60 for free yeah um but yeah so basically uh the story of realm reborn takes you from level 1 to 50 and then heaven's word takes you from 50 to 60 and then um, Stormblood 60 to 70, so on and so forth. So, yeah. FF14, good. Um, I'm on Primal. Come play with me on Primal <laughs> Leviathan. Thanks. So, uh, 
part of a, a one massive company acquiring a slightly less massive company um, is that you have to file like a bunch of disclosures and, and things of that nature with the SEC. And part of that disclosure is kind of the basically like the cliff notes version of, of the deals and, and the timeline and how agreements came into play just to make sure that there was no like inside influencing or, you know, that, that sort of anything underhanded going on. So because these SEC, this SEC was really uh, disclosure was released publicly last week. Uh, we found out that on <laughs> that Bobby Koenig. Yeah. So ba- up to some bullshit. Well, no. So but th- that's part of it. Um, let's get to the like the less uh, seditious part of it first. So that okay. the the Activision news, like the big bombshell report that you know shook the entire industry, came out November sixteenth. Literally three days later, Phil Spencer's on the phone with Bobby Kotick, being like, "Hey, so uh, you want to sell Activision to Microsoft?" <laughs> yeah. Like 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 literally, and 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 also shockingly, it only took two months. Yeah. For that entire deal to be to be settled. Now, you know, two months to be fair, like Microsoft's folks were working through the holiday break um to get the deal in place. Um, but still, like the fact that a 60, you know, basically a 70 billion dollar uh financial arrangement was able to be ironed out in just a matter of weeks yeah. uh, is crazy to me. Phil Spencer smelled that blood in the water and he <laughs> did not hesitate. He was like, now's my chance. I'm going to own Activision. <laughs> so. So par- the other big disclosure that came from this is yeah. a little bit more. Uh, one, once again, like we were right. Like it's uh, I, I have to say it because <sighs> we made like when we first talked about this acquisition. I can't remember if it was me or Carrie or might have been both of us made like an offhand comment about how Bobby Kotick's probably going to leave and then go work for like the Trump campaign or something like that. Like he's going to run like Donald Trump's 20, you know, 2024 reelection campaign. Yeah. And it turns out that Bobby Kotick has, is also the owner of a company called Norgate LLC. And you might say, well, what the hell is Norgate LLC? Well, it's a company that Bobby Kotick kept off of like the public books that he ran. Uh, that is basically just a money siphon to Republican politicians, basically. Yeah. Uh, uh, over- he actually <laughs> has a second one. He's got two. Oh, He's good. got Norgate LLC and 807080A LLC, uh, which also donated big to Republicans. Um, yeah. Yes. They, they list identical California addresses, these two shell companies basically um norgate has contributed uh about five hundred thousand dollars to literally literally half a million dollars to the senate leadership fund which is basically a fund that republicans create that then distributes money to senate candidates around the country Mm -hmm. and then the the other one um has contributed at least a hundred thousand um, so, so yeah, so what's funny about this for me is, so I play something called fantasy critic with friends of mine and fantasy critic. It's like fantasy sports, except 
worse because it's video games. So like you draft video games that are coming out over the course of a calendar year onto your team and then you get awarded points based on like their metacritic score basically i don't mm-hmm. know if it's metacritic it's something else um uh, probably open critic is probably the one it's open say. critic yeah. yeah um it's something that only weighs like uh like actual journalistic reviews rather than you know, user reviews so that people don't get fucked over by dumbasses review bombing stuff. But in any case, um, everyone, you know, you got your fantasy team, you got to come up with a stupid name for your fantasy team. And back in December, I named my team Bobby Kodak's secret stash. (laughs) (laughs) And it turns out he's had the secret stash the whole time. He's had two very significant secret stashes. (laughs) Feels very very prescient i'm in second place in my league right now though so i'm not complaining but yeah i was just like wait a sec like this story dropped and i was like wait a sec (laughs) but uh yeah fuck bobby kodak now bobby bobby kodak's spokesperson uh and he he's he's such a cool guy that he literally has a spokesperson uh said to cnbc that uh he's that kodak has given almost the same amount to Democrats and Republicans over the last five years. I would think if that was, I don't, I don't believe that. Yeah. I I would think if that was true, uh, you'd want to very broadly, like come out and be like, these are the specific Democrats that I donated to, um, which is absolute fucking horseshit because Bobby Kotick is exactly the type of guy that would donate heavy amounts of money to Republican campaigns because Republican campaign, Republican politicians don't, are just incapable of raising copious amounts of money through grassroots donations the same way that uh, Democrats are. They literally cater to what is flippantly referred to as the donor class of which, you know, Bobby Kotick is very much a guy Mm -hmm. Uh, that would be part of that. Um, If he, it's, it was also reported that if he sells, so like when this acquisition is done and Microsoft pays $95 a share, which is, uh, which is what they're seeking to pay. If Bobby Kotick cashes out his shares, in Activision Blizzard, uh, he's going to be walking away with a cool uh, four hundred plus million dollars of uh, yep. of cash as a golden parachute from the from the wreckage that he left behind. Essentially, pretty cool, pretty cool country we have here. Well, Brad, I mean, at least he wants change. <laughs> It's not like what we got now. They mm-hmm. want things to be the same. They want the elite Bobby's. He's donating his money for change. It's it's. I mean, it's changed backwards, but it's change. <laughs> Shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Repu- like and and Republican it's, donors it's, like it's going so far left that you end up on the other end. I, I no, no, it's, it's I a horse. It's a horseshoe. It's a horseshoe. Like, 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 <laughs> like it's wide at the top. And then the closer you get to the bottom, like that comes back together again. So the more, the more, the closer to the edges you are, the closer, the closer you actually become. Um, I'm so fucking tired of these dudes. Republicans, like rich Republican people, like create corporations just to funnel money to super PACs. Like, like you wouldn't believe. And again, I'm sure it happens plenty on the left side of things as well, but the left actually has a proper like grassroots infrastructure in place that gets money from actual people. 
and not just, you know, super PACs that are just funneling money to whatever braces they possibly can. It is not surprising to me at all that Bobby Kotick has a secret company uh, that funnels money to Republican politicians because it's in Bobby Kotick's interest to make sure that Republican politicians uh, get elected as often as possible because they are looking after his interests uh, and not your interests. And like I said, he will have plenty of money and soon plenty of time uh, to dedicate a lot of energy uh, into those things, which uh, turn what, what, what if, what if Bobby Kotick leaving Activision was real is, is really a monkey's paw uh, kind of endeavor. I mean, I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't put it <laughs> like you say that, but that's not out of the realm of possibility, no. given how, given how like the sides think, right? Yeah. Like the left side is all about like, yeah, we owned them. And then the right side is all about cheating the win. <laughs> like, guess what? They might be cheating the win, but they're winning. So <laughs> I, I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, and sticking with Activision, the last bit of uh, news we have to talk about this week, this came in shortly before we started recording. That's like the second, you know, second time in the last couple of weeks that we've gotten breaking news before we come on the show, uh, which is great. So for the first time since fucking A, like when did... It's like literally been 20 years. Yeah, like, like for the first time in a very long time, uh, we are not getting a new annual Call of Duty game. This year, Activision is taking the year off from their annual mainline Call of Duty release. Uh, they've decided to push off the release after the latest entry in the series, quote, failed to meet expectations, leading some executives to realize about 12 years too late that they're inter- <laughs> that they're introducing new versions of the game too rapidly. Uh, yeah. So J- Jason Schreier reported this literally an hour ago. Um saying uh, a new premium Call of Duty has come out every year since 2005. Next year's Jesus offerings will include Christ. a new... Yeah, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> next year's offerings will include a new free-to-play game as well as content for Warzone 2 and 2022's Modern Warfare. This decision will was made completely independently of Microsoft, Call of Duty Vanguard underperformed and Activision executives have been concerned about the games cannibalizing one another, sources say. Of course, a there was a non-denial denial statement from an Activision <laughs> spokesman saying, quote, we have an exciting slate of premium and free-to-play Call of Duty experiences for this year, next year, and beyond. Reports of anything otherwise are incorrect. We look forward to sharing more details when the time is right. Which is such a non-statement. Premium and free-to-play Call of Duty experiences. What does that mean? (laughs) Premium means you pay money for it. Free-to-play means not so much. (laughs) Right. But like, what what would a premium Call of Duty experience be? Not, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that a full game is coming out. That could just be DLC. Yeah. Maybe maybe they come out with like a DLC campaign to a Call of Duty that people actually liked. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just more, it's more <laughs> Warzone content, right? Like, it's just Warzone yeah. content that you pay for. Uh, apparently, the sentiment from Treyarch is that they are, quote, extremely excited about getting an extra year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no shit. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, my god! Turns out, you yeah. know, when you give game developers 
enough time to like make the fucking game, uh, the games end up being better. Um, how many so, companies have we seen have to learn this lesson? Like we saw, we saw like Ubisoft learn the lesson with Assassin's Creed. All of them. We're seeing Battlefield, you know, EA learn the lesson with Battlefield. Like there's so many companies that have been like, huh, what if we don't just try to treat our development studios like some sort of fucking factory that's just cranking out games year mm -hmm. after year uh, that eventually lead to diminishing returns? Like what if we tried to actually make a good product instead of making all the money all the time. Now, sure, this Instead is of a, just cranking the same game out yeah. year after year now and I'm grinding sure that, the bones of game devs to do it. I'm sure that having Warzone kind of eases that blow a little bit, like having that, sure. that source of money that's coming in consistently. Um, I really need companies to also set their sales expectations reasonably um because this also we it's not on our docket but i still wanted to bring it up uh square enix perhaps the company on the planet worst at projecting um performance of video games because <laughs> we saw the same excuse in years past with like hitman and tomb raider and now they're like oh guardians of the galaxy did not live up to our you know internal sales goals even though the game was incredibly highly reviewed, even though, you know, they they've had they had it on sale like, you know, a month after it came out for half price going into Christmas. Somehow, somehow uh, Guardians of the Galaxy managed to fall below uh, their expected goals for the game, which probably means we're less likely to get a sequel to it, uh, which is going to disappoint a lot of folks. But my question is, Square Enix is what did you think it was going to sell? I think I think that they are confusing like video game dollars with like opening movie box office weekends. Right? Like are they expecting those kind of numbers? Are or they expecting like, like or just were you expecting cuz it says Marvel on the box that like automatically that's, that's an extra 2 million units that you can budget in that wouldn't have been I mean, there previously? I mean, but I think that's what they're saying. Like, I think that is what they're like. Well, we bought this Marvel property. The movies are making bajillions of dollars in three days. Why aren't our games that cost uh, six times as much making making uh, uh, that kind of money? I don't know, man. I don't know. Video game companies are dumb. <laughs> Also, like this whole Call of Duty taking a year off thing, that's one year, right? Yeah. Like they're not doing this for the next iteration oh. of Call of Duty, right? Like they're oh, gonna no. retool, figure out the they're gonna do what Ubisoft did. We're gonna we're gonna retool, we're gonna figure out a new way to play this game. And then, you know, once that once we get the boat physics down, then we're going to put boats in every game, right? Like that's what they're going to, well, that's what they're going to do with Call really, of Duty. Right? Really, really what it means is that it's, it, it'll, it'll work for the next three years. Well, no, actually you're right. It is one year because then everyone will have an extra year. Technically all three studios that they use to to put out these games will have an extra year. And then right. they'll, then they'll take another year off and then there'll be three consecutive years with calls with Call of Duty. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Insane. Um, oh but my yeah. god! So exciting. Yeah. Game companies, figure your shit out for fuck's sake. 
all companies figure your shit out, especially those that that are are gigantic marketplaces that sell everything from A to Z, including densepixels.com slash Amazon. You want to really stick it to the man, and by stick it to the man, I mean stick your money in his wallet. Go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. It's really hard trying to think of different things to say, guys. It's really difficult. Give me a break. Uh, when you go to densepixels.com slash Amazon for all your Amazon purchases, you uh, you help us out. And uh, let's see what my lovely wife has purchased from densepixels.com slash Amazon. Um, she ordered a body pillow uh, because um, uh, she's preggers. So she needs a body pillow to be comfortable. Um, and, and that's what we got from densepixels.com slash Amazon. Go uh, go there and get yourself a body pillow. Get yourself a lewd body pillow. She didn't get a lewd one. Go get yourself a Garris body pillow from me. <laughs> so uh, we go to the post office. I'll, uh, I'll refrain from commenting on lewd body pillows. <laughs> <laughs> a War Tour 88 says, what is the accessory that you bought for a console that felt the most like a scam? Uh, the, right. the one that he brought up was the uh, Xbox 360 network adapter. Yeah, it's a, that's a good one. Um, connect. For, first, oh boy, connect. Um, first of all, I'm going to respectfully ask people to stop <laughs> To stop fucking oh you got your oh wow and the batteries can't stop won't stop I don't know why they still don't use I don't know why they don't still for the, for I, those I for those listening on the audio version I just held up my uh, <laughs> Xbox Series S controller to the to does the mine have batteries in and it? flipped it around to show the AA batteries no I have a I have a pack in yeah, mine I'm not giving them an extra thirty dollars for that I'm sorry like that's <laughs> I'm not I'm not paying for something that should come standard. But you'll pay for, you'll pay for like various batteries, and that's going to run you more money in the long in the long term. Yes, but do yes. I win on principle? Yes. And do you? <laughs> I, I, uh, I stick it to the van is what I did. So all right. Well, first I'm going to ask people to stop linking to Barstool because fuck that website and the people who run it. Yeah, I was going to say um, that too, but I but I wasn't like gonna, don't wasn't don't no. I'll be the one to do it. Don't fucking link to Barstool in the Discord. Bar- Barstool, Barstool does suck the hardest. So uh, I don't um, know. What, I don't. I don't know what Barstool. Uh, is. You're better off. Um, okay. <laughs> I I'm gonna go with like all of the shit Nintendo's put out because there's a lot. There's a lot. There's there's a. I mean, like, sure, we could talk about the obvious shit, like the Power Glove or or Rob, but then there's the stuff like the Kid Icarus Uprising 3DS stand. Oh, or yeah. the Circle or the Circle Pad Pro. So, or in fairness to <laughs> in fairness to Nintendo, the Kid Icarus stand did at least come with copies of Kid Icarus. So it's not like you had to did. buy it separately. Circle no. Pad Pro, on the other hand absolutely had to be bought uh-huh. separately and was supported by all of five games two, two games i think no there was it's more like metal gear, metal gear solid three was on there and and That's there right. a they did more. put that game on that system they why did, did they do that, that? what a bad idea that is 
Um, uh, the e-reader for the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the um, the fucking like the the completely useless Nintendo Wii Sports. Uh, like things that you would put on the controller to make it look like a tennis racket, I guess. Um, the uh, the fucking oh, you know, no, like, the Wii, the Wii Zapper is the thing that's most the Wii Zapper. That's yeah, the Wii Zapper. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh shit, that's up there. Yeah, the uh, the Wii Speak. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh huh. The Wii Vitality Sensor. Well, that didn't that didn't come to market, so I, I'm not gonna. It didn't count come that. to market, but like I'm not gonna count that. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. Nintendo, Nintendo does lot. own Nintendo does own the scammy peripheral. Yeah. Like, like, like they have a stranglehold. On they don't market. like they don't really do that anymore, fortunately. But yeah. just wait. When was the, have they done anything on Switch? Labo. Labo. Mm, yep. It was a cardboard box, shell. It was a cardboard box. <laughs> I did <laughs> buy this, that. You take this. You take this new system. You got this. Yo, this that game. That Nintendo Labo arrived on fucking four twenty a few years ago. So I got like really fucking high and like played with a cardboard box and had a fun time. And then I gave it to my little cousin, and that was the end of that. Um, yeah, that was pretty stupid. I'll I'll give you Here. that. Not 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 a peripheral, but still a scam. One two switch. I guess <laughs> I, it's it's not something I played or bought. When so. the, like like when like when they were te- like when people were speculating on like the Wii Sport or well people were speculating what they were going to announce because they had heard rumors that like Wii Sports for Switch was going to get announced at some point. Everyone like people were joking like what if it's like three four Switch or something like that like they're going to make the sequel to one two Switch <laughs> it's three four Switch. Um, let's see. Johnny Johnny asked a question that we answered earlier about street fighter six but he also says fix that fucking logo capcom it looks like an adobe and an nft had a kid and then they peed on it um it's not wrong it's not wrong uh trey asks where were sorry were def jam vendetta fight for new york and rumble roses the last top the last time uh we'll hit the peak of wrestling game nirvana see to wow. me like those don't those aren't even in the those aren't even in the conversation like for me the peak was back in the uh like the here comes the pain uh, era of SmackDown. I um, I, I I never liked those. Uh, I mean, maybe part of it was because I wasn't a PlayStation person back then, but I never enjoyed those SmackDown um game. It felt like I was playing Mortal Kombat with the button with the different button press combinations to do moves and stuff. I was so used to that Aki engine. I thought it was so brilliant that this whole, I, I don't know. It looked, it looked, it didn't feel, it, it never feel right to me. I'm, I'm kind of with Trey uh, in terms of my, my wrestling video game fandom. Um, that's why I never got back into wrestling video games. Um, one, I just don't one. I wrestling kind of sucks now. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's really no point in me trying to get into it. And then two, they transformed them into Sims, man. And it's like, 
hey, we got this whack ass story that we want to tell. And and I like they tell whack ass stories every week, man. Like I can't <laughs> I don't want to play the same whack ass story um, about somebody going from OVW to NXT to, to Raw and get fired and then come back and get fired again. Like I, that's, that's fucking whack, yo. Um, but they never I don't know, man. Def Jam Fight for New York was was uh well all those all those games that use that engine were were fucking great. And Rumble Roses, Jesus Christ. I, I have not heard that name in a very, very, very long time. Yeah, that was like a memory unlocked moment for me when I read <laughs> those words next to each other. Uh, let's see here. Cam asks, uh, Vince McMahon calls you, hi pal, and and puts you in charge of Cody's WWE return and first program. What are you doing with him? How about this? Not hiring Cody Rhodes to WWE is what exactly, <laughs> what I, exactly what I would do with him. I, I have not been impressed with anything that Cody Rhodes has done uh, since he left WWE, which is saying something considering the character that he was playing when he left WWE. I mean, come on, yo! Like, goddamn! Like, <laughs> I, I, I've not liked him. I've not liked him. I get not liking him. Yeah. I 100 get not liking him. But I, I think he's done a little bit better for himself than Stardust. Mm, you know, what I, I mean? don't know, Micah. You, you say, you say better than Stardust. I say giant neck tattoo, and then we'll, and then we'll, you know, we'll sit there and. I mean, <laughs> I, you know. I mean, look, look, giant the, neck tattoo, the, pro, the like, prosecution rests, <laughs> fixing racism, right? Like, <laughs> like, uh, look, you're not. Uh, Does the giant hate. neck tattoo fix the racism? No, no, no that's, if, any, that's if, another, anything, if anything, exacerbates it. It's like it's like a it's like an eagle <laughs> with an American flag on it. It's 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 oh. it's definitely yeah. It's super. Yeah, it's, it's very confusing. It's very confusing. You have this if you've got an American flag on your neck, you're you're probably a racist. It's like a skull, but a flag in USA colors. But mm. he was in a program with a black guy that. Like, wait, like was kind of weird, but he's married to a black woman and he's talking about his his biracial daughter. And he's like, it's so weird, right? Like, it's so weird. And he loves to get on the mic and no offense to people with this affliction. But I'm a really need people who have a lateral lift to not really want to speak on the fucking microphone all the goddamn time. Like, I just I, I don't know, man. I don't know. He's coming back to WWE. I don't know what they're going to do with him. They're not going to put him in a main event scene. I don't Get know. out they of might. here. They did. I mean, I, and again, this this is the week of me calling stuff right on the nose. When he left there, I said, and no one believed me, that he's doing the Christian Cage route. Like, he left WWE. He's going to go get his thing in Japan. He's going to go do his thing. And then, and then you know, with AEW. And when he first left, I was like, he'll be back one day. And he'll use, you know, what he did outside WWE to come in with an elevated position to get a high-dollar deal and get himself in the world title scene. Now, admittedly, when he was one of the co-founders of AEW, I was like, all right, maybe that's not going to happen now. Like, like, I feel like maybe that ship has sailed. But yet, lo and behold, here we are. He's not in AEW anymore. Coming back to WWE. And he will be in a world title program at some point. Mark my words. Uh, he is Christian himself into the main event. All right. Look, I'll give you, he will be in, he will be in the world title picture. 
he won't be there long because <laughs> he, he he just won't. Because if he were if he would have been there long, he he would he would Vince McMahon sees things in people, and as much as we hated what he was doing with Roman Reigns, like he never let that guy go because he saw something in him, and look at him now. He's he's to the point where I I can't stand looking at his ass. He's lived long enough to see himself become the villain, and um, I just don't see it with Cody, man. I really, I really don't. Plus, his name is Cody. Like, <laughs> I I don't know, I don't know. Yo, they treated your father. Yo, they had your father. Well, he had your father wearing polka dots. Yo, y'all on black polka dots. Get the fuck out <laughs> of here, man. Uh, Mark asks, are there any types of stories you wish were represented in video games that either aren't or they're underrepresented or even game types or genres? Hmm. Um, I mean, I could be selfish and say more uh, black stories, but usually I think I people think I think there should be more black stories when when there people think black stories, about- when people think black stories like they immediately go to racism because that is a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and people don't want to, there's a, I think there's a time and a place for it. Uh, you know, while mafia and and when you do it, you have to, it has to be great. Mafia three dealt with it and and it was fun killing Klansmen, but like their game wasn't great. Like it was, <laughs> it was mediocre. You know what I mean? Like I look, I love killing Klansmen. I it's, it was amazing, but, um, but, I don't know. There's a, I don't know. I I think, um, I think the only types of stories that can be told like that are open world games. I think not the only way, but I think they do a really good job, right? Like Grand Theft Auto 4 told a very good immigrant story of coming up and trying to make it. Um, Grand Theft Auto uh, Vice City told a very good story of, of, uh, you know, a poor well, that's basically every Grand Theft Auto story, right? Like some <laughs> poor thug coming from nothing, trying to make it. Yeah. But, um, but I don't know what else you could tell. Like, but but the problem is, you need more diverse story. <laughs> you need more diverse people to be able to tell those stories. Like, uh, what a straight yeah. white man gonna do, uh, uh, given a lesbian character? right like yeah i mean like i i want to say like yeah i would like to see more queer stories in gaming i would like to see more female-led stories in gaming um but i want to make sure that specific right like like not just like not just like oh you can have a femme version of a character like as much as i think that's great i love that shit but but like no you know like force these people to play as a woman force these people to play as some sort of minority and tell a story surrounding it. And honestly, you know, the stories that people tell, you'll realize they're all human stories, man. They just have their, they're the same ingredients. The, the seasoning is different. That's all. Yeah. What is, what is it's, it? Eric, what is it? Eric Bischoff says there's like seven stories in the world. And every story that you tell is basically an amalgamation of one of those seven stories, essentially. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's basically it, but it's like the, the problem with the industry is because it is still so dominated by straight white men in positions of power, which means that you have mostly straight white men 
writing most of these stories, which means that like, yeah, sure. There's, there's a lot of great indies that deal with, you know, queer topics and stuff like that. But most of these end up being like indie games. Um, you know, I would love to see a triple A title that wasn't afraid to tackle, you know, stories of people of color or stories of queer people or, or stuff like that. Um, but the issue is that none of, you know, there aren't enough black people or women or gay people in the writing rooms. So these stories don't get told. Um, and sometimes when people try to tell these stories, they end up being written very poorly uh, where characters end up being mishandled pretty severely um, because they don't have someone of that demographic in the room actually telling them what it's really like to live that life. So, um, or, or when people actually do a good job and you have a, a, a feminine protagonist who is, uh, and, 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 and all around like excellent, well-rounded person, right? People will go on the internet and say, why does she have a beard? Because people do not understand how like what? anatomy works and do not understand that like I as like a human person and you as a human person, you've got tiny, teeny, tiny little hairs all Jesus over your Christ. fucking skin on every inch of your skin that like isn't your palm. You've got you've got little hairs there. And so to show the PlayStation 5's incredible graphic capability, they're able to render that level of detail on Alloy's face. That doesn't mean she has a beard, you fucking troglodyte. <laughs> I swear to God, yo, I really hope, I I really hope that there isn't intelligent life out there because if they ever find us, we are fucking doomed. Yo, they would come down here and they would be like, these walnuts do not deserve our attention. We gotta go. Oh my goodness. They're gonna destroy themselves. We shouldn't fuck with that. Yeah, we should just wait this out. We'll have this planet in no time. <laughs> and they would be right. Uh, Late Artist says, what video games do you think could use more merch for us to waste our money on? Uh, he mentions that he's not a Soulsborne guy, but feeling some action figures of those characters and designs would be sweet. There are some Dark Souls action figures and Bloodborne. Yeah, there's, there's some. There. Yeah, there's a lot of pretty good you know, Soulsborne stuff. You know what is a shocking a shocking amount or shocking lack of product uh, in the market to buy for it is sh the Shovel Knight series, which is amazing to me. Like, I, I, I would yeah. feel like that that would be like tailor made for a bunch of dumb bullshit that you could run out and buy. But apparently there's not a lot of it out there, which is very there's like the Amiibo. And that's about it. That's about it. Um, yeah, I, I feel very fortunate in so much that like, you know, I'm into games that have a lot of merch like Monster Hunter and Pokemon, um, Zelda, all of these various piles of things that you can see behind me. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like if I wanted to buy final fantasy 14 merch, I, I could do it. Um, I've managed to restrain myself for the most part. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I don't know. Um, Part of me wants to say Stardew Valley, but there's like a decent amount of Stardew Valley merch. Um, if you go to Fangamer, honestly, if you want Soulsborne stuff, fucking check out Fangamer. Fangamer yeah. is one of the best merch outlets out there right now. And they're putting out stuff for big properties like Monster Hunter and, you know, Soulsborne stuff. And 
Um, Shin Megami Tensei, they've got the license for Metal Gear, but then they do stuff like Hollow Knight and Stardew Valley and Bug Snacks and Professor Layton. So, like, check out Fan Gamer. Yeah. Uh, Fallout Punk says, given the location of WrestleMania, don't be shocked if you hear some glass breaking soon. What are the odds that Steve Austin comes back and does something with Kevin 100%. Owens? Hundred percent. You think so? Like that's what they're. That's what they're. That's what they're building towards. Okay. That's what they're building towards. He's all like. Oh, I can't believe I have to go to Dallas, Texas. Ew, gross, man. <laughs> but do you think it's yeah, a match it's, or do you think of, it's a just a like a like a like what he did with the New Day and those guys <laughs> at the end of uh, last time they were in Texas? Um, I, I it's a 100 percent that he's going to be there. Uh, will it be a match? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I think Kevin Owens is, uh, I think that was probably one of the things that got him to uh, resign. It was like, look, we're going to, we're going to back up a truckload of money <laughs> and, and, uh, and you get to wrestle Steve Austin. You get to wrestle anybody you want. Who do you want to wrestle? Uh, I want to wrestle Steve Austin. I think that would be great. Stunner versus Stunner. Yeah. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's a match. Interesting. I don't. I don't know that I want it to be a match because I. I. I don't know his his health status currently. I'm sure he's a lot healthier than he was when he was wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. considering like all his neck issues and stuff like that. But I. I don't want to match if it's gonna be, if it's gonna have to be like a super, like low intensity, like very safe match for Steve Austin to wrestle. Um, I think. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a quick squash. Yeah, that, I'm not that, over quick, sucks. but. And that's but and that I sucks at that point. Push. At that point, I'd rather you just do, you know, just come out afterwards and 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 do whatever. I don't. Yeah. I don't think you need to ruin Steve Austin's, uh, you know, legacy by running him out for a two minute match. Like that's no fun. That's no yeah. Fun. So, uh, Leonardo also asks, "What's the over under on the Queen of England actually being dead right now?" Uh, he thinks COVID might have done her. And yes, Buckingham Palace just announced today <laughs> that the Queen, that Queen Elizabeth II, uh, has coronavirus currently. I mean, she's also um, like back to the she's kids. she's not dead. She just got an early copy of Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Charles is going to be king of England one day. That's still a fact that's like weird to comprehend in a lot of ways. It feels weird to like exist as an adult human person, knowing that there's going to be like a new King of England. Yes. Sometime soon. Yeah. Are they coronating him? Aren't they like giving him the crown? Oh, are they doing that now? I don't know. You think I pay attention to British monarchy? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a royal. I'm not a royalist guy. Like I'm not. No, I don't give a shit about these people or their fucking. You know incest children that's all that's all monarchies are it's all incest and and generational wealth and racism that's that's all it is <laughs> so, i mean you're you're not wrong not no i'm not princess diana was like the only one who was cool that's why everyone liked her and then she fucking died in a car crash and that's when you know that's when it all went to shit from there right like pretty much i mean to be fair it was it was shitty before then and they treated her so badly. Like, uh, okay. Remember the Beanie Baby that they came out with? No. Princess Diana They died? had a Princess Di Beanie Baby? What, what, you don't was remember it, that? Was it pre or post, uh, post Hobbit? 
post post I, I I butchered that word for some reason. Um, I think it came out after. Wow. Yes, it that's, came out. <laughs> that's fucking ghost shit. It came out. It came out two. <laughs> it came out two months after oh, he died, no. and then now to be fair. Proceeds from sales went to the memorial fund. Imagine, um, imagine that you were yes, they were royal purple bears named Princess, and they had a little white oh rose God. on that, and like people went in to signify her death, to signify her death. Like, come on, yo! Like, ah, oh, Am I the Christ. only one here? Who, I mean, I have to imagine I'm the only one of the three of us who owned Beanie Babies. I had many Beanie Babies. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I I inherited Beanie, Beanie Babies through marriage. That that you know, but I didn't buy any <laughs> myself. So. Yeah, I mean, yes, I was like a I, I as a child of the '90s, I owned many Beanie Babies, the Princess Diana one included. Um, it's a shame we won't have a matching Beanie Baby when the Queen dies, or when they just confirm her death. Who knows at this no, point? No, instead, instead they'll release Buckingham Palace will release a sweet uh, Queen Elizabeth NFT that everyone can fucking get, get it on. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> gotta no, go. That, gotta go with the trends. No, it'll be a Funko Pop. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it'll be a whole set. They'll come out with like the Queen through the years set of Funko yeah, Pops. Yeah. Yep. That's what, Brad. What are Funko Pops if not hard plastic contemporary Beanie Babies? They are as useful useful as Beanie Babies ever were. Call call Funko now and get on this idea before uh, before and and let's get some money before somebody (laughs) somebody somebody steals this right out from under us. I feel like it's too good. Um, We'll we'll end it with Ricky who says thoughts on the F one liveries. Uh, that have been released. Uh, Alfa Romeo is the only one that's left. Um, so F1. So when the new cars come out for F1 in the winter, um, there's a big deal because all the teams get to kind of release either mock, like renders or the actual car itself. So you can see what the liveries are going to look like for the new season. Um, very highly speculative. All the liveries that have been released this year are actually kind of lame for the most part. Like they're kind of they're whatever. Um, Ferraris is fucking hot. Uh, the, the new Ferrari livery, it looks fucking banging. Um, Alpine released theirs today. They picked up BWT as their primary sponsor. BWT's pri- like their main color, their company color is pink. Um, and Alpine drives like a blue and red car. So like they have like these pink swaths on this blue and red car, like right on the side panels. It looks fucking weird. I don't care for it at all. Um, I'm happy Mercedes went back to silver this season. Um, McLaren's is fine. Um, the Williams is okay. Haas's sucks. Um, I'm trying to think of all the other ones that I've seen so far. Red Bulls. I don't even remember what it looks like. It looks like a Red Bull. Like Red Bulls always looks the same every single year, but yeah, it's fine. Like I said, Ferrari's Ferrari far and away is gonna be the best looking car uh, on the track this year. No doubt. Uh, Cause Alf- Alphas is going to be, lackluster like they're not going to come out with anything too crazy checking out that ferrari livery i am it's pretty dope these, uh these look pretty cool man it's a, sh- it's a good shade of red they picked this year for that these car look pretty cool so 
F one season when is, starting. When soon? does the new when does the new drive to survive? Ah, March eleventh is when this season comes out. And and if if for some reason you have missed the previous seasons of Drive to Survive, I'm telling you right now, this is the season to check out Drive to Survive because what because the look back at this past F one season, which if as as you've been listening to the pod, I've heard me talk about was the craziest F one season that anyone can think of. Uh, is going to be fucking bananas, and you should all check it out and watch it. Comes out March 11th. It comes out like a week before uh, the season starts, and uh, and looking very forward to that. So, all right, I'm going to watch this this one. Yeah, I, I I'm not going to go back and watch the other ones, but I'll I'll go back and watch this. One. Yeah, it's this, this season is going to be a good fucking season of Drive to Survive. I I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Uh, they also fired Michael Massey, the race director, um, for reasons that are probably related to botching the last race of the season, um, <laughs> which, uh, you know, basically, as people said, it's a tacit, it's a tacit admission by F1 that that they think that they got it wrong uh, restarting the race the way they did. Uh, but obviously, they, they're not going to take a title away from from Max Verstappen. So um, but yeah, that is it this week. Again, you can submit your questions to the Dense Pixels post office by going to densepixels.com slash fans and getting an invite to our Discord channel. Uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get fine podcasts as well as all the other TNP shows. Make sure you go to youtube.com slash densepixels. Subscribe to us on there as well. Click like on this video. It helps people find it. Make sure that you also share out the clips that we post throughout the week. Go to Dense Pixels, or sorry, twitch.tv slash Dense Pixels. Subscribe to the main channel as well as our personal pages. Uh, I am Dense Pixels Brad. Terrence is Apparition 410. And Carrie is Sup It's Carrie. And that's all we had to plug. Yep. Well, that's it. I've got I've got a couple gigs coming up if you're in the Baltimore area. Uh, March 11th, North Avenue Market. Uh, my band's playing a show. It's $10 at the door. It's 21 plus. Come hang out, play some arcade games, listen to video game music. Uh, and then the first weekend in April, April 1st to 3rd, uh, we'll be doing an online show as part of VGM Con. So you can check that out. And that's why I won't be here next week, because we got to practice. <laughs> so uh, that's it for this episode. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. Uh, go play Elden Ring. Hopefully it's going to be cool. Reviews come out tomorrow. Y'all enjoy. This. I won't be playing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. See ya. See ya.